Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Welcome into a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride of Mile High Sports, and we got a crew to talk about the Nuggets game tonight. Um, the Nuggets did end up just beating the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. Why did I write Grizzlies? This is where I'm at. It's actually the Dallas Mavericks. It's the Dallas Mavericks. It's who they played tonight. Um, the Nuggets beat the Dallas Mavericks 126 to 118. Thank God for that dude over to the left. Mr. Brendan Vogt for helping me figure out who the Nuggets played tonight and what game we just watched. What's good, gentlemen? How are you? That's it? I'm just reading my fire tweets on this. Are you really reading your own tweets tweets. instead of taking part in the podcast that we are currently doing? That's a fair criticism. (laughs) That might be the most pompous I've ever seen you. For like the self-deprecating king, that was absolutely the most of a flex I've seen from you. I don't know what to tell you guys. Nuggets can't lose and I'm feeling myself. Oh, God. To the right is someone that is not Brennan Vote. thank God. It is Brandon Ewing, a.k.a. Skip, as we know him around here. Gentlemen, I am happy to be here, making my debut. This is the first time Skip has been on the podcast, and I'm very happy right now. Wait, didn't you two do a podcast together? Your first podcast was with Brendan, right? My first podcast was with Brendan. My second podcast, this one that we are currently doing, is with Brendan That's pretty funny. I'm sorry you have to deal with Brendan If you ever do a third podcast, bro, hit me up. (laughs) I'm sure he'll be there if I do a third podcast. Actually, you know what? This is what's funny, is that Brendan has a a podcast called The Full Court Press, in which now you have no choice but to have Brandon on. Well, now I don't. You exactly, because no I'm here and I put it, it on, the, on record. the record, and you have literally no choice. It's on the record. It is in the air, and I cannot wait to join. There it is. Looking See, forward he's to already it. accepting the non-invite, <laughs> and I'm so high happy. Five. Audible, Audible high five. I hope you heard it. <laughs> oh god, through the airways. Tonight's been weird. We've talked about Christopher Robin more than we've talked about most things. Like it's just been one of those nights in the oh, Pepsi Center. I'm I think we're all losing our minds a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, are we talking about basketball yet? I think we're talking about general life. Like, we're all just losing our minds right now when it comes to this season. It's getting to the dog days. Like, this is right before the holidays. We've, you know, 30 games in. You know what, though, man? It doesn't feel like the dog days because it feels like there's been three seasons in one with this Nuggets season. (sighs) That's why it's so... That's why I can't remember who they played tonight. I know. I understand what you mean, but it's... Man, I, I was telling you guys this earlier. It really feels like, for me, since I moved here, eight out of ten games in this building are just wild. Just really, really fun, regardless of the outcome. And tonight definitely was another another example of that. Oh, for sure. I totally agree. This is my first year covering the team, actually coming to the games and whatnot. And just every single game seems like it's so tiresome for the people watching, for the guys playing, for the people covering it, just because every game is so high intense. Whether it's offense, defense, just seems like both teams are going at each other, especially in the Western Conference. So it's definitely a fun team to cover. So I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. Skip. I love you, man, but you are quiet. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, people, I'm sitting right next to the microphone. He's you still saying I'm quiet. I'm as loud as I can be. Skip's a little too quiet. TJ's a little too ra- loud. Dare this I, is why we Brendan's work so well. Dare I say this I'm is, just right? No, no, no. I do not say that. I think we bounce other out, and you're just, like, chaotically in the corner doing something, right? Like, 
All right, can we talk about basketball? Oh, yes, Nuggets <laughs> play tonight. Okay, so what we're going to get into is Jokic dominated tonight, thoroughly dominated this game. Uh, Jamal Murray had a career-high night in terms of assists. He broke his assist record in the first half. Um, we'll talk about Monte Morris being a splash brother, apparently, and hitting everything in sight, and how the Nuggets' defense is really closing out games, and then we'll look ahead and we'll take our picks for the remaining games in December and see where the Nuggets kind of look at from there. Before we get into all of that, though, let me give you one quick word from our sponsors over at Terrapin Care Station, and also go check out Rod Simba and the Regulators Production Crew on Instagram for all of the beats that you hear on the intro and outro of this podcast. Before we get into the rest of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast, let me give you one quick word from our sponsors over at Terrapin Care Station. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices. Serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora, they offer their own flour and concentrates, as well as all the brands you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves in having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one to help you find the products that are perfect for you. Their dispensaries are unassuming, safe, and discreet with ample parking at every location for a seamless retail experience. For up-to-date menus and promotions, head over to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come visit one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. Again, that is terrapincarestation.com, T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N, carestation.com. Um, we are back. It is time to actually dive into all this Nuggets game. And we have to start with Nikola Jokic. Because when you come out and you put up 32-16-4-3-1 in a game and shoot over 50% from the field, that is an absolute dominating game. What did you guys think? Just Let's just start with you, Skip. Uh, Brandon Ewing, Skip, as we he is hey. going to be known around here. What were your thoughts when you were watching Nikola Jokic tonight? I just thought that he was aggressive and he just he took the game over like he should with uh, so many guys out and just you could tell that you know whoever was guarding him it didn't matter especially when Dwight Powell came into the game he just he just completely asserted himself went to the basket and he he made some threes tonight too which is really encouraging the last few games he's been working on a shot from beyond the arc so it's it's nice to see that shot finally falling as well as the points in the paint which he just did a a dominating job on the Mavericks side. They just had no recipe to stop him whatsoever. It's funny. Jordan, is it's it's a bad matchup for Jordan. Jokic typically schools those like overly physical athletic yeah. dudes. I don't know if he's like using that against them or whatever with his sort of savvy craftiness. But, uh, yeah, Jordan was in foul trouble. And like you said, Dwight Powell, just poor Dwight oh, Powell. Oh, poor Dwight oh, Powell. He had absolutely no Prayers ability. Up. <laughs> like, it was brutal. Like, he's going to go home and have nightmares for the next month about playing against Nikola Jokic. And I, I think it's funny, man. All the media members we've talked about this Okay, what would it take, just narrative-wise, we weren't saying he was there, what would it take for Jokic to sneak into an MVP conversation? <laughs> well, we said it was going to take him dominating with, with all the starters out. It takes 32-16-4-3-1. That's what it takes. Yeah, gentlemen, I'm, I'm seeing an MVP. He's not the most valuable player in the league, in my opinion. But we're seeing him play like one. And he's getting towards that trajectory. Like, it's not crazy to put him as a part of that conversation anymore. And don't you guys feel too... I don't know, man. There are guys that put up 34 and 15 or whatever he did. I can't... But yes. how many guys make it look as soft and easy as Jokic does? Soft is the wrong word. It's just like, it's all finesse. 
but it's like um, what I'm saying is it's almost quiet. Like he maybe more so than any player in the league. Do you look up and go, oh yeah, he's got thirty, yeah, thirty oh, yeah, and ten. I well, I think beyond yeah, that too, no. it can be soft, like you said, and it could also be more impactful than Harrison Barnes having thirty points tonight when we didn't even realize. Yeah, you know what true. I mean? Like yeah. his 34, 18, just numbers on numbers. Every single part of that was directly important to the Nuggets winning this game tonight. Harrison Barnes, like his 30 didn't count for anything, it felt like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. And I can't remember what the stat was exactly, but he had 16 boards tonight, and I'm pretty sure like six of them came on the offense. I think you're right. I think it was so he was, here. It wasn't just yeah, defensive. Six offensively. And another stat tonight that was big is he had a game high in steals. He had three steals tonight, which was yep. the highest of any on either team. And there was a number of times where I've just seen him getting his hands in the passing lanes and just leading. One time he got his hands in the passing lane, I think it was Brunson or someone was trying to throw a cross-court pass, and it led to an easy transition layup for Malik Beasley. So it's just that kind of stuff that he's doing that goes in the stat sheet, but kind of people just forget. But he's affecting the game that way, too. He's just doing it so many different ways. It's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. I feel like he's low-key clutch defensively. And and, and I say that <laughs> I because... Love I love this take. Uh, especially with the starters out, and, and I think this is the right thing to do. He has been selective with his effort, not just in terms of conserving himself, but in terms of staying out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally see him go, well, I'm not blocking that shot, so yeah. I'm not drawing this foul. Yeah. But he will. It seems like down the stretch of games, like, he comes up with one big blocker steal, like, when he really needs to. It's yeah. just an engagement level, right? Like, it just, defensively, for the past four years, the Nuggets have not cared about defense. Like, it was never an opportunity for them to be good at it, so no one exerted their maximum effort mentally or physically on that side of the floor. When Nikola Jokic is mentally there defensively, he can do almost whatever he wants positionally because he does his work early. He's always in the right spots defensively now. And you and I talked about this, I think, the last time we were on this pod together. It Which just, has been a lot recently. It feels, <laughs> like, um, it feels like he gets it, that that is just as important Yes. From him, right? Mm-hmm. That he cannot be the weak link, weak link because it's not this great defensive personnel. It's just this solid team effort, and he recognizes that he has to be a part of that. But, um, you know, look, it's been a little spotty since the starters went out. But, again, I think it's selective effort, and I appreciate that. Here's a good stat that I found earlier talking to Adam Matas today of Denver Stiffs. Shout out to Adam Matas. I'm so happy to say his name. I like to say it You're a lot. still kind of... <laughs> I, I still fuck it up, but yeah. I, I, I try, and that's the important part to me. Uh, but we were talking about that um, Nikola Jokic, it's gotten to a point with him now that we don't even have an idea of how good he can be. Like, it's gotten to the point where we're all underselling how good he can be as a player. Maybe, and I think other bloggers from other teams and around the league would probably think we're too high on him. Oh, but completely, it, completely. But if, if you're here night in and night out, it does feel like every time you've got a gri- grasp on how good this dude is, you go, well, he might be even better. Yeah, no, and to your point when you are talking about the fouls earlier, it's another thing he's improved on because tonight we saw he had – Four fouls in the third quarter. I don't think he picked a normal in the rest of the game. And, right. and, and you couldn't even tell with the defense he was playing. Like you said in years past, like he might not try to block a shot or try to steal, just give the guy the easy lay. You couldn't tell tonight, though. Even though he had four fouls, he was still playing sound defense. He was giving his all out there, and it was just – he didn't even care how many fouls he had. And those two fouls he got were pretty tough. To oh, those were up. awful calls. Like, like, I'm not one to bash officiating. Those were atrocious calls. Yeah, it, it's tough when you get it like 30 seconds apart like that, especially yeah. one on offense, one on defense. But he just didn't let it affect him. And Credit to Malone for having Jokic play in that third quarter again after having four fouls. Mm-hmm. That's a hard decision to make how depleted they are. For sure, but also like, it, I'm sure if we asked him, he'd say, look, I don't have a choice. Yeah, he they needs, need like, him he to needs be, to be out on the yeah. floor. So I, I, I like what Brandon said. 
<laughs> Sorry, Brendan just accidentally launched the, the shoestring in his hood straight into his eyeball and tried I, to play it off, I, I and there was no way I was not going to not laugh. Well, I could have gotten away with it because it's a podcast. <laughs> it you meddling kids. <laughs> but you called me out. All right, next topic. <laughs> okay, okay. well, I want to ask this question, one question about Jokic before I move on. Did you guys each expect him to step up in this way? Yes. Like, we all knew he could. Yes. Did you expect it, though? Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Like, he, he didn't have a doubt. You can tell that he wants to. He wants to take this team over, and he's he's shown it with everybody out. He's just putting the shot attempts up, and he's doing a, he's doing a darn good job in the process. Yes, he is, man. Yes, as, he a, is. as I'm pretty sure Harrison Wind is getting ready to write about, <laughs> uh, he, he that stretch to close. walking by the doorway <laughs> right now. <laughs> that, that, that stretch to close the season last year, we saw that's what he's capable of, yeah. and he's doing it again. Yeah, I mean, Nicola right now is over the past, um, I believe it's eight games. His defensive rating individual is 103. Like, that's insane. Uh, no Mason Plumlee, but it's been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, let's move on, though. That's a lot about Jokic. Um, I'm sure he'll pop, pop up again later. But Jamal Murray tonight, 13 assists in the first half. 13. That, I, I, I kept watching them rack up, and I was just having trouble comprehending how this was happening. You know, he did a really good job, I thought, of... of handling the prep like they were sort of trying to trap and, and and force turnovers and like early decisions when he in the pick and roll and i thought like at times we've seen jamal panic in those situations and i thought tonight he was calm he was collected and he made the quick read it's the right way that you mm-hmm. said that too because i asked mason Plumley what's allowed him to close so well which is a little bit separate but he was like he's making great decisions and that's what all of this comes down for to sure. for me he's not forcing anything anymore like he's not like, and you know what man he might again i mean jamal yeah. is he's a gung-ho guy he's a but, gunner like he's gonna make bad decisions but we've sometimes. And, and and not just us. I mean, Malone has been vocal about this. He needs to get better as a point guard. Tonight he was pretty damn good. He was really good. Oh, he for sure. Fifteen assists tonight. Oh yeah, he was. It always seemed like he was finding the open guy. No matter who he was, he was finding the open guy. Yeah. A testament to those guys for making shots too and helping him get those assists. But that's the thing. Nuggets sure. were shooting well tonight. I thought a decent defensive night as well for a guy who I don't always say that about. That's that's a, that's a good point too. JJ Barea four of eleven. Luca was five of fifteen. He had a very good game, but five of fifteen. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson four of seven, eight points. Whatever you can live with that. Can we talk about Luca for for a second? Yeah, I'm so. I'm talking cow. about Luca. That first, like the first probably seven minutes of the game, was probably as much fun as I've had in terms of just like a basketball nerd of watching guys play. Like Luca and Jokic on the floor together was just gorgeous. Oh, for sure, they're just dominating. And the fact that he gets the free throw line so much and then yeah. be, be effective when he gets there is going to help. Twelve from the free throw line tonight. Yeah. To me, it's the reads he makes in that spread pick and roll. Like you, if if I didn't know he was nineteen, you could not oh, convince like me. That first pass he made in the first quarter where he just threw it over his head. For oh, sure. Oh, and, man. and you know what, man? I don't. I mean, I think there's a fair amount of feel and intuition there, but it also, to me, seems like IQ. Like, yeah. this is a guy who's yeah. reading the defensive He's coverage. surgical. He's and, not instinctual. He's surgical, for sure. And, and sometimes he would even, like, almost reject the action. Like, they were set up to run the pick and roll, but he already saw the weak side defender yeah. helping out of the corner, and he has that two-hand over-the-head oh, sling. Dude, he was... I was nervous in that first quarter from the Nuggets' perspective that it was yeah. going to be a tough game. I'm surprised they didn't play him more. I mean, he ended up playing 34 minutes, but, I mean, I would have pushed him more. With how well he was playing in this game, I'm surprised Carlisle didn't. To me, it's just like I would have run the spread pick and roll like every, every single I know it's not how it works, time. but I would have done it. Well, no, yeah. it's, all, it's like the whole football cliche. If they can't stop it, keep running yeah, it. You, like, you do what works. Yes, and yeah. that was working, man. Like, the Nuggets had no answer. And Torrey Craig, like, there was... I was sitting next to a couple scouts, and then C-Rat was next to me as well, and... 
everyone kept being like, wow, that was good defense, that's good defense. Oh, and he, and he made the shot. Like, it's just like over and over again. You were like, you can't play him better, but he was still just operating however he wanted to. It was incredible. And I've always felt like, especially when you're in person, the, the stars in this league, they just look different physically. Something about the way they move, it's yeah. just they stand out, right? And, and he... I mean, he stands out. Well, yeah. he's a real six eight. Like he is not like that. There is no fluff there when they when they put out his no, measurements. And he's he's stocky. Man, he's got yeah. he's got a good. Oh, he's stocky. He could he could lose some weight. I get drunk and eat too much pizza too. I can't complain about these things. I can't. Yeah. No, I just you know. But this is a Denver Nuggets podcast. Let's get back to Jamal Murray. That was that. But you're right. Luca was incredible tonight. The part I want to talk about with Jamal Murray is not as assist anymore. Him it, is he becoming the closer of this team? Like, is are you willing to call it a legitimate closer, like the closer for the Nuggets? Oh, I, I think you can legitimately say that just because he come he becomes a dog in the fourth quarter, man. He like, really like, does. like he wants the ball. He wants to score, and if someone's going to come get him, he's going to hit the guy, right guy for the pass, just like he showed tonight. But tonight, man, he was scoring the last two games. Would you say 25 points the last two games in the yeah, fourth so quarter? Yeah, so he had like, 15 against Toronto, and then he had 10 tonight in the fourth quarter. Over the last four games that he has played, in the fourth quarter, he is averaging 10 points. Yeah. And look, he might miss the big shot, but he is never afraid to take the big yes, shot. Yes, and that's so important. I think, I mean, right now I do think it's still sort of a by-committee thing, right? I mean, they've sort of been whoever has the hot hand or whatever. Um but I think it's been clear for a couple of seasons now that the actualized version of Murray, should we see it, is is definitely the closer for this team. He's outclosed, like to me, like when he goes he toe to toe, Kyrie, and stuff Kyrie like that. guys like Damian mm-hmm. Lillard. To yeah. me, that's like Lillard's signature thing. He's in the fourth. I'm like, yeah. I want no part of that. Yeah. And yeah. Murray wants every part of it. Well, it's Dame time. I mean, he yeah. has his own damn like celebration. For Which this is stuff. a lot cooler than the arrow thing. But shouts I'm to Murray. You. He's been balling. Although man. tonight oh. I was okay with it because Wesley Matthews also shoots the arrow, and I hate Wesley Matthews for like literally no reason. Like I just do not like watching him play basketball. And it was very nice to see Jamal Murray shoot, shoot a couple back at him tonight. Yeah, I just could have been. I could have done without two grown men. Exchange. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. That's for okay, sure. No, I'm, I'm done talking about this. That block that he had on Wesley Matthews. Oh, the block. Like, and the, the stole, Euro step. Yes. Oh, man. He stole the, the soul the out of step. Wesley Matthews. Like, Wesley Matthews, it, it, he no longer controls his own fate. That is now Jamal Murray's life that he owns. That's a big-time defensive play, too, man. And in that oh, time sure. in the game, like, that was the moment that they grabbed hold of that game and just ran away with it. Oh, yeah. They, they ramped it up in the fourth quarter defensively. I mean, it was the lowest point total in a quarter the Mavericks scored all game with only 23 so I mean Denver just ramped it up when they had mm-hmm. to and Jamal Murray's a big part of it I think this is the sort of like Murray's a little feast or famine right for now sure, and I sure. think it was 21 that's right right so eventually I think it's going to be way more feast than yeah. famine but you know look he's the same guy who sometimes we point fingers when the wheels fall off in the fourth quarter but the flip side is you get games like this where you go all right, man, go ahead, kid. Just, like, just go eat. Yeah, like, do whatever you got And do. this team is perfect for Jamal. Like, if Jamal buys into the team, this team is perfect for Jamal because Gary Harris is not going to demand the ball back from Jamal. Like, Nicole Jokic is going to continually keep setting him up. Will Barton, if Jamal is hot, will continually find spots for, for Jamal to keep eating. My disagreement there is just that I, and, and this is not to knock him so much as if we're trying to optimize him, I do yeah. think Murray's better off ball, but... No, that's what I'm saying. To your too. point, a healthy Will Barton, well, and you get is, a little more of that. I, I still think that when Will comes back healthy, he will be the de facto point I think guard, so. even when Jamal Murray is starting at point guard. Oh, I think so. Him. But but this is this stretch has been important. If Murray is going to develop in that regard, these these like sort of growing pains are going to be in a very important phase in high Definitely. Yeah. You got any thoughts on Jamal's closing or his assist game tonight? No, I I just I love 
the fact that Jamal wants the ball in that part of the game. I love the fact that if they have a technical free throw or they want someone fouled late in the game, he's the guy that wants to step to the yeah. line and shoot that shot. Because those, we, we've all played sports. We know those aren't easy. When yeah. you're in that part of the game, especially when there's 18,000 fans in the crowd, and he just, he thrives in that moment. He wants it, and it's a big reason why the Nuggets won tonight because yeah. play. Second half tonight, he played 18 minutes, 7 of 10 from the field. Only took one three, made it. Had five rebounds, two assists, and 16 points. It's efficient. <laughs> like, dude, that's, great job. you can't ask for anything more than that. All right, let's move on. Monte freaking Morris, man. Big game Tay, as he is officially known after you asked that question tonight, Brendan. He confirmed. Big game Listen, is still alive. his mom likes Man Man. You know, he's got Tay. Yeah, I'm not going to go I'm with not, Man I like Man Man. <laughs> big game Tay is man. perfect for him. I, man, he's a, he's a big game, big he time player. He's a gamer, man. This is not just your, your run-of-the-mill role player, man. This mm-hmm. guy's got more to offer, and we're seeing it. We talked about Murray closing the game, but this is the second game in a row where you go, okay, Monte in the fourth. We need a big bucket, or the, the Nuggets need a big bucket. Yeah, he had that huge three tonight. Yeah. Had that elbow or, like, floater elbow oh, area. He's, he never misses a floater Ever. these days. It's, like, automatic. And, Skip, you said this earlier. Don't you feel like at this point, like, he's up quickly rising the power rankings for confidence in a wide-open shot? Oh, yeah. yeah, like... You're just like, oh, this is going in. Oh, yeah. But, look that up. If any Nuggets player right now, if Monte's shooting a wide-open three, mid-range, anything, I think it's going in, man. He's just so confident in everything he does, and you can just... I mean, he's a second-round steal at this point, man. He's a, he's incredible this year. I You know, this might be a little bit of a stretch, and I guess apparently the Nuggets people are too high on Monte or whatever if you ask Lakers Twitter. But, <laughs> well, they're wrong, so he, don't worry. Yeah, I, th- I think there are some teams he could start on for sure, and and... and like all these sort of questions we had about him, draft time, can uh-huh. he defend? Can he create for himself? Can he? Will he take big shots? The answer is yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, just anytime he's on the court, he just commands the team. And I could tell if there was a huddle, he would command the huddle. I think that speaks a lot to him playing four years of college because I know that that just builds a player's mindset and confidence. And, he, and he's shown it, man. Like he only played three games last year, and this year he's just closing games and he's just stepping up in big moments. It's phenomenal, man. It's incredible I, to see. I just looked up on Synergy to see what his catch-and-shoot numbers are because he's been – just from the eye test, he's looked so good in that regard. Uh-huh. He's in the 96th percentile as a catch-and-shoot jump shooter. Wow. He's in the 99th Jeez. percentile for guarded jump shots. And I'm sure it's not shots. a ton of frequency, but you're – You know, 49 I mean, possessions over yeah. 30 games. I mean, that's, that's enough that's, to that's, look into. Mm-hmm. No, he's been incredible. Also, he's quick. Like, he just blows by people straight up, which I did not know was a part of It's, it's so interesting because, like, he's not explosively athletic, but the second you get you, he gets the, the defender leaning, like, if he gets the smallest little ability to exploit something in his defender, he's just gone. Yeah, and he just he sees the game so well. I mean, we we know when we talked to him after the game, just he can replay everything in his head so perfectly. What happened? I think it was after the Thunder game. He was telling us of how he was going against Schroeder and he was going to drive past him, but he realized there was opposition, pulled back, and just shot the jumper. Man, he just sees the game so well. He's been there before. He knows what to do. It's just. The game slows down when he's out there, and you can't you can't say that for everybody. You can tell when you see guys out there, and the game's a little too quick for them. When it's out there, it slows down. He knows what he's doing when he has the ball in his hand, and it's worked well for the Nuggets. And you're right about him closing 11-4-3-2 in the second half tonight. Right. Like, he hit, hit the bulk of his production tonight came in the second half. Let me ask you guys both this. I'll start with, I'll start with you, Skip. What is the realistic ceiling for Monte? Because I've had a lot of trouble trying to figure out the answer to this question. <sighs> Man, I don't know. I just—it's a weird—it's a weird it's, one it's to look at, isn't it? I, you yeah. know what, guys? I—I I, here's my Monte thing. I actually think he's already close to his ceiling. But that's yeah. not to say. But that's also sort of—that's precisely what the pleasant surprise I is. I agree. Right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, if this is his career, what he's playing like now, he's gonna have a phenomenal NBA career, man. Oh yeah, he's, he's so consistent every single night. I mean, top tier backup guy, right? And, oh, and, for sure. 
Top tier backup guy who can start when you need him. It would be, like, I, I wouldn't say, like, okay, is he going to get you more than 20 points? Is he going to have an even better assist-to-turnover ratio? Like, no. <laughs> this is probably close to his ceiling. But he that's the thing is his floor and his ceiling are awfully close. Yeah, and but his floor is high. That's precisely, yeah. and that's what makes him so valuable right right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, though. I think I think there are teams he could start for. It wouldn't be advantageous as if, like, oh, thank God, Monte's our starter. But, like, it, you're not going to be worse by having Monte as a starter, yeah, starter out there, flat yeah. out. Um, anything else with Monte, either of you? No, oh, man. It's just he's probably going to do it in the next game. Just wait for it. Splash Brothers shoot 45.3% from three. At Love some point, like, at some point we have to stop being like, wow, Monte, on the podcast and stuff, because like this is just a part it, of the it's just a nor- yeah. Yeah. regular thing. 53rd. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. That's man. insane. To the fact that, like... The fact he didn't play at all last year, he had the same amount of minutes tonight as he played all last year. It's crazy. Like, I just can't believe this could be over. Nuggets defense closing this game, man. Yeah, I I think this has been the story of this run. Even when things were going well for the Nuggets earlier in the season, the fourth quarter felt very precarious. Like, the wheels are ready to fall off. And now it looks a little better offensively, but it looks great defensively. And even in a game like tonight where they struggled through three quarters, they clamped down in the fourth. And they are sort of they're sort of like taking the the question of how do we run our half court offense in the fourth out of the picture by saying we're just gonna be the best defensive <laughs> yes. team we possibly yeah. can. Yes. No, and they do a great job making those clutch blocks like Murray had tonight and then transitioning it to a big bucket. And it usually mm-hmm. just puts the, point, na- the nail in the coffin. Yeah, the sort of momentum team. pusher. Because yeah. like last game it was the it was the Plumley block. Today it was the Murray block and the Euro step, and it pretty much just puts the nail in the coffin, man. That that's tough to come back from when you're trying to fight back in the game and they get a big defensive play and then follow it up with an offensive bucket. Man, I feel like a cheerleader right now, but like, how can you have anything negative to say? We'll get there again, I'm sure. But well, there's always bad things that come up, but, and like they were they struggled with turnovers tonight. Like there's always like small little things, but you can't look at that second half and the way that they handled themselves and not be anything but just stunned at how resilient this team is. You know what I realized tonight? I forgot how injured they were. It's halfway insane. That game because I was like, oh, this is just the Nuggets. You it know? was the foul trouble that made me realize. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh wait, if Malik and Tori are both out, there's no one left. <laughs> like, there's not really other bodies that remain. Yeah, no, and those, and a credit to those guys for stepping up, man. Because yeah. like, because we can't we can't even tell because guys like Tori, guys like Malik, guys like Wancho, guys like Nick Young. Nick even Young deserves some love for that for sure. Yeah, they're they're stepping up. They're making the most of their opportunity, and it, it's a huge credit to them. And that's why the Nuggets are. Uh, on a four-game winning streak right now. Faceless army outside of Jokic. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, that defense, though. So they held the they held the Mavericks in the second half to 37% from the field, 23% from three-point land, and then they forced them into six turnovers when they only had eight for the whole game. It was awesome. Like they were like the Mavericks were 0 of 8 from three in the fourth quarter. It should be noted, by the way, the Mavericks are a horrific road team. They are. You're 100% and, right. And but. But also the Nuggets were super injured, and, and it's again it's more about the process, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, that's why I love this sort of topic question. The way they buckle down in the fourth, yes, that's the type of stuff you love to see. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's what good teams do. They find ways to win, yep. and that's what they've been doing lately. And the defense is a huge credit to that. And also, with the Mavericks, well, yes, you're right. They're a bad road team. They're 12 and four in their last 16 games. And then in addition to that, this is the kind of offense that kills the Nuggets defense. A spread pick and roll Truth. with great finders mm-hmm. and a lot of shooters around them. And that's probably to this point the league's best bench, not on paper but in production, mm-hmm. against a depleted bench. Yeah. And they were, and and I thought, 
as Nikola Jokic looked at tonight before we started talking to him. Tonight, yes, so. man, you're um, 100% correct. Yeah. I, I, I could not agree with you more. Um, so coming up next, let's start going over the schedule real quick. So they're going to have three days off coming up here. Then they're going to have two practice days in that stretch. And then on Saturday at 3 p.m., they're taking on the Clippers in Los Angeles. Win or loss? I'm going to go with a loss. It's tough to it's tough to go win with that one. It's a tough time slot at that three. That three p.m. on a Saturday and, and they, on a, they, after after they've the already went in there and won this exactly, year in a tough yeah. game. It's tough to do that twice against a good team. I think it's going to be a good game, but it's going to be tough to pull it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking LA nightlife over the Nuggets in that game for sure because they're going to have a Friday night after a day off in LA before playing at three p.m. on Saturday. Like that's not going and look, to man, go this clip. I think everyone's like waiting for them to fall off, and they probably will. But this Clippers team is good. If you're yeah. not playing your A game or if you're injured. Yeah, um, I mean, you could lose that game. They are sliding, so we'll see. It's going to be more interesting because right. of that, but we'll see. Um, so we're all in, a, in agreement. That's a loss. Uh, they'll have three days off after that again. So they're going to have one game in seven days. That's a lot of freaking rest. And by the way, I want to throw out there, we're probably not there yet, but this game you're about to mention... We may be getting towards Will Barton time. Yep, I was just about to say that because we're looking. Yeah. I think it, I don't think it'll be the game in San Antonio. I, I think it'll Friday be one. when they come home Agreed. to play them again. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, on a minutes restriction, maybe off the bench, but yeah. I think we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, get a little ahead of ourselves, but three days off, and then on. So the day after Christmas, six thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time in San Antonio against the Spurs. Day after Christmas, give me a dub. Yeah, give me a dub. Yeah. I'm, feel, I'm feeling good about that. It's one. funny. I'm on the same page. They'll have one day off, come back home, and take on the Spurs in Denver. Give me a dub. See, I will not. I, they're going to lose one of those games. San Antonio will not play the Nuggets in consecutive games and lose both of them. I do not believe that's oh, a possibility. I, th- I think they can do it, and it's really it's really tough to pick against this Nuggets team at home. And I think I it's, it's, it's historically difficult to beat a team twice like yeah, that. If you're going to take them, you got to take the road game. But here's yeah. my thing. I mean, right now, I feel like the best avenue to beating the Nuggets is to go off from three. Dallas did tonight. Yeah. I, San Antonio shoots a bunch of mid-range shots, man. Like, like it. If, if, if the Nuggets don't have to play catch-up, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that's a good, it's just if a good matchup. If they're three small, you pretty much got it. You're yeah. Right. And their defense, when they have LaMarcus Aldridge on the floor, is absolutely disastrous. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. They if no they can chance. slow him down just a little bit offensively, yeah. I mean, they're they're sitting pretty. Oh, see, my thing is Who let DeMar DeRozan eat forever. Who guards yeah. Jokic on that team? LaMarcus. Yeah. So yeah that's... Or Pau Gasol. Is he even healthy right now? I need to go back and look. I haven't watched enough Spurs. They're, they're, they're not that fun to watch when they're really they're talented. They're a tough watch for me this year. And they're really rough this year. Yeah, I, I haven't watched a lot of them. So do you guys both have them winning both of those Spurs games? Both maybe seems like, you know what, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, okay. think, I think they will. So then sure. after the second Spurs game, it's a back-to-back in Phoenix to finish up the month. I against th- the Suns. If they lose at the Suns, I'm going to be very angry. I think they feel the same way. Yeah. I think they would be angry if they lost as well, and I think they will get up... I know that this, it's in Phoenix, correct? Yeah. So they're not going to have – Phoenix won't have that big of a crowd. We know that. So they're going to have to get themselves up. But I think they will, and I think they'll pull it out. Last time DeAndre Ayton guarded Nicola Jokic. <laughs> such a good wow, point. Wow. 11 so... for 11. Let's never it forget was that game. It was, triple-double. it was worse than the Dwight Powell. It was. It was. It was. It absolutely was. I, I've, I've said this before. I don't care if that's the Phoenix Suns, the Perth Wildcats, <laughs> my friends at the YMCA. 11 for 11, 30-plus trip dub with zero turnovers. Yeah, yeah give, me, give me Denver in that Player game. development yeah. coach Steven Graham does better defending Nikola Jokic when they're warming up. For sure. <laughs> DeAndre oh, did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you know what I loved about that game, too? Jokic isn't typically the I'm going to take this matchup personally guy. He was like, you know what, I'm going to yeah. school this kid. I'm like going to school this kid. First time he gets the ball and tries to back him down. He's like, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Which is exactly what happened tonight, by the way, and it was amazing. Um, that is it. Do either of you have things you want to plug? I will start with you, Brendan. 
just denverstiffs.com, biggest best Nuggets comedian on the web. That was the that was the nicest, least impactful like plug sure, you've ever sure. had with me. Oh, that was amazing. What about you, Skip? Hey, all I'm plugging here is B underscore Skip17 for your fantastic Nuggets tweets, a little Titans tweets, and then some tweets about my dog from here and there. So and, 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 and Ultra Boost. Ultra Boost. Specifically Ultra Boost. Oh, and boost. if you like a lot of sh- pregame warm-up shoes, you definitely want to follow me because <laughs> I will hook you up with the pregame warm-up shoes. Not that my endorsement means anything, but you have mine. Brandon's a good Twitter follow. It's true. No, it's that. true. So, yeah, Brandon is B vote 422 We have B underscore Skip17. Is that right? That's Man, correct. I can't remember, I remember that. Um, and then you can follow me at TJ McBride NBA. Go check out Mile High Sports for everything. There's a post game up already. This podcast will be up shortly. There's a good bad ugly, and we're gonna have the starting five going up in the morning from Skip as well. And you know what? They're not here, but I'll say it for them. Check out BSN. Harrison Wynn, Christian Clark. <laughs> just subscribe. Did I just pass out? And, like, Nick Cosmeter at the Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Kislev never post. Uh, no, okay, we've well. got too far. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please go rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. All of those numbers add up for some reason, and I'm cool with it. But again, thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world to us, and we will talk to you shortly um, with something interesting in the near future. Have a good one. Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three, and from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day, when he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12 handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to Geico and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson. Geico presents yet another voicemail from your roommate. Hi! So, about the kitchen. Turns out, when there's a grease fire, you're not supposed to throw water on it. (laughs) Who would have known, right? Anyways, the fire department is here, and it's totally cool. Give me a call back when you get a chance. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if danger is your roommate's middle name. Visit geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.